0: 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. This morning, we're going to be talking about veterans benefits, financial assistance, aid in attendance, Medicaid benefits, and a lot more. And first thing I'd like to do is to say a Good morning, good Sunday morning to Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: So Tenny is a a certified veterans specialist. She is an attorney practicing law, and she does a lot of work in the area of estate planning. But you also do a lot of work in the area of Medicaid planning as well, don't you, Tenny?
1: Yes, we do. It's a very tough area.
0: (laughs) It's a very tough area, and I've seen some of the applications that you produce for clients, and sometimes they're... Four, five, six inches thick of materials because you have to document every single thing you do, don't you?
1: Yes, um, we've we've had people with thirty bank accounts, some with sixteen bank accounts, and every bank account has to be verified for five years, so it can get pretty thick.
0: Don't you wonder why people would have thirty different bank accounts? I mean, that seems a little well. Unusual. I understand
1: what they do. They they see a rate advertised somewhere for a year or three-year CD at half a point above what they've got now. So they don't close the old one because it hasn't quite matured yet, but they open another one just to get another half rate. But boy, it's a pain when it comes to Medicaid.
0: Um, They make it more difficult lately, don't they? It's harder and harder to get qualified for Medicaid these days.
1: It seems so yes I've been doing this since 1997 and it does seem to be harder everyone that we do.
0: So what's the main reason why it becomes so difficult to qualify somebody for Medicaid assistance? Is it well, just because they're trying to save money and not spend money on claims?
1: Right exactly the The role of MassHealth is to enroll people who are poor and who need the program, and to disqualify or deny those who are, um, are not poor within the last five years. And so uh, as budget crunches occur at the state level, there's pressure on all of them to try to uh, reduce the strain that Medicaid puts on the budget.
0: So let's talk basically about what is Medicaid, first of all. It's assistance both at home or in a nursing home facility, isn't it?
1: Um, Yes, it is. uh, Medicaid is a federal program that is administered by MassHealth in Massachusetts. Uh, Medicaid was um, created back a long, long time ago, I think in the Johnson era, uh, to help people who are poor, with their health uh, needs, with their financial needs related to health. And so the program has evolved over time. There is uh, the primary use of Medicaid now is to pay for people who are in nursing homes long term. Uh, It's also lately been expanded to cover people who would otherwise be in nursing homes but are able to be cared for with a lot of skilled care at home.
0: Well, the bottom line of the Medicaid program, I guess, is that it helps not just older people, but it also helps children, doesn't it? Or well, the Mass Health uh, serves children as well.
1: Well, yes, Mass Health does. Um, when people hear Mass Health, they think, I think primarily of uh, care in a nursing home, but Mass Health has programs for the poor across the board. Whether you just need regular health insurance for doctors and hospitals, or whether you need to be in a facility.
0: But it's a very complex process. I was reading some very important statistical information recently, and one in four Massachusetts residents, 25% of Massachusetts residents, receive some kind of assistance from MassHealth. That's incredible, that's amazing.
1: Yes, uh, it's an income-based program, so the income and assets in many cases. So um, it was a program that was put in place back in the Romney era, um, and it was a predecessor for what is often called Obamacare. It was the program that the federal government looked at most when it began to to design a federal health insurance program.
0: I'm going to talk about the dollars in just a minute, but the sheer numbers of people that are served by MassHealth uh, is just amazing. So it's estimated that 40% of all the children in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, 40%, 2 in 5 of all children of all incomes receive some kind of assistance from MassHealth. That's, That's an amazing number.
1: It is amazing, and as amazing as that number is, think of the consequences if they were not insured. Right. Um, If they got sicker, if kids uh, needed more health care, and they went to emergency rooms all the time instead of going to doctors for ordinary care, the care costs could be much higher.
2: Mm.
0: Well, you know, one other interesting small thing I think we need to say is that People think of Massachusetts as being a welfare state and good benefits and so forth, but every single state in the country has benefits like MassHealth under Medicaid.
1: Well, yes. Um, not all of them as generous as Massachusetts, certainly. Um, Mass and New York are probably the the uh, strongest supporters of care.
0: Okay. But when we think of numbers, you think about people in nursing homes, uh, people who are disabled or older, for example, uh, 63% of everybody in a nursing home is receiving assistance from MassHealth.
1: Well, that's right. When I Two thirds. Two thirds, yeah. yeah. When I do seminars on Medicaid, I say, look, there's really only two ways to pay for your nursing home. You pay privately until you run out of money, and then you get on Medicaid. Um, So it's a a very important uh, program for people who are uh, facing a nursing home. It's really the only uh, safety net that people have.
0: And what about people who are disabled? They're not elderly, they're not young children, but they just have disabilities. 58% of all people with disabilities in Massachusetts are receiving some kind of assistance from MassHealth. It's not... Uh, You know it's 58% of just those who have disabilities.
1: And that makes sense when you think about the fact that these poor people um, are are disabled. They Mm -hmm. need help and in our society we uh, have chosen to help people and I think that's wonderful. Not to the extent that might be done in European countries especially Scandinavian countries and Canada for example but um, we, we feel the need to help others, and that's wonderful.
0: So let's talk about some dollars and cents for a minute because I think that's useful also. 35% of our state budget in Massachusetts goes to mass health and mass health programs, more than one third of the whole budget. It's the largest uh, single source of federal revenue to the state. Uh, the, all, the, all the federal money that comes into Massachusetts. It's the largest expenditure, uh, money that goes into mass MassHealth. Um, 80% of all federal revenue coming into Massachusetts goes into health programs. That's uh, a pretty incredible number also. Right. Dollar-wise, it's hard to gauge right now. I know that uh, back in 2015, it was close to $8 billion that's being spent, because our budget is about three times that amount. So it has a major impact in how you qualify for Medicaid, what assets can you keep? What assets can you protect? That's all important information. Tenny, I'd like to mention that you're going to be doing a Lunch and Learn workshop, and the topic is going to be Veterans Benefits, Financial Assistance, Aid and Attendance, but you're also going to be talking about Medicaid. This is going to be on Thursday, September 12, 2019, at noontime, 12 to one thirty. It's going to be in Westport at the Village Way Community Room, 100 Village Way, Westport. So Thursday, September 12th. If anybody is interested in attending that, you should call the office uh, for uh, Tenny's uh, assistance, 508-998-8800, and make a reservation. But you'll definitely want to make a reservation. This is practically across the street from where uh, Lee's Market is, isn't it, Tenny?
1: Yes, directly across the street. And I do want to emphasize that, is, that this is not just for Westport residents or residents of the uh, Village Way Apartments and Condominiums. It's for anybody and everybody who would like some information about these very important programs. It's aimed primarily at the uh, two of the three topics are going to be aimed at veterans, and that's the Chapter 115 program, of Massachusetts Veterans Assistance as well as the Federal VA Aid and Attendance Program and then we'll talk about Medicaid as well because all of those programs are important to people in need.
0: And so besides your being the Tenny and talking about Medicaid and so forth, um, this uh, event is also co-sponsored by the uh, Westport Veterans Service Officer Office and uh, Carol Freitas is the agent in Westport. She's also a United States Marine Corps veteran. You know, uh, veterans' benefits are really important, and I've, I've seen people before who say, well, I didn't do anything really that special when I served in the military, and I hate to apply for benefits. Um, and my brother was in that category for a while. My brother actually served in the Army, and he did serve in Vietnam. He was an MP in Vietnam. And he wasn't wounded, but he was exposed to Agent Orange. I asked him once, did you ever see Agent Orange while you were there? He was assigned primarily in Saigon as an MP. And he said, oh yeah, he said the clouds of it would just wash over us all the time. And so he had a lot of exposure to that. And then a few years back, he went out and he had a hearing problem. So he he spent over $5,000 and bought hearing aids for himself. And I sort of politely yelled at him. And I said, why don't you go to the veteran's office? I said, were you exposed to a lot of loud noises when you are in Vietnam? And he said, oh, yeah, of course, all the time, you know, guns and bombs and rockets and everything else. Um, and they didn't have hearing protection then. So to make a long story short, uh, just fairly recently, within the last year, he finally went to the veteran's office and um, – found out he was eligible for veterans' benefits. So he has 10% disability, and he might qualify for more. And one of the important things I told him is that, you know, when you apply for veterans' benefits, it's not just for the veteran who served, uh, but it's also for your spouse, your family, uh, for somebody who comes behind you. And they might be entitled to benefits, but if you don't ever apply, then they may not qualify for anything, uh, or it'll be more difficult for them to through the process. So um, if you want to get information about veterans benefits, financial assistance, aid and attendance, Medicaid, um, sign up for this conference on uh, Thursday September 12th in Westport. Call the office at 508-998-8800 and make a reservation.
1: Well I want to mention about that also that uh, you called it a conference. Really it's just uh, about an hour. We won't keep people a long while. And we'll give you lunch at the same time. It's a lunch and learn program.
0: That's the other reason for having uh, making a call to make a reservation. Yeah, absolutely,
1: isn't it? we need to know how much food to get. But it is from noon till one thirty. Um, so if you'd like to come and hear about these programs, we'd love to have you. Please call 508-998-8800 just to let us know you're coming.
0: You know, we'll come back to um, Medicaid benefits in a minute and how you apply. We've talked a little bit about what it does. I know you've seen some pretty extreme cases of Medicaid liens. I remember one case in New Bedford, we've mentioned it before, where somebody stayed at home. They didn't go to a nursing home, but they received a lot of benefits over the years from MassHealth. And MassHealth placed a multi-million dollar lien on their house. Remember that case you talked to me about?
1: Oh, I sure do. I use that as an example often. This poor lady um, had Lou Gehrig's disease and ended up so that nothing on her body would move other than her eyes. So you had to ask her if she meant yes, would you blink twice? Or if you meant no, please blink once. Uh, It was a terrible situation for her. But Eventually, she died. She had had a lot of care, a lot of equipment, uh, medical equipment in her home. And so, after she died, her son didn't have any purpose for keeping her house, so he went to put it on the market, and we had to probate her estate. So, we filed the probate, but it's state law that when you file probate, you have to notify the MassHealth Estate Recovery Office in Worcester. So we notified them, as, as we're obligated to do, and they sent us back a very nice letter saying, thank you, I'm sorry that your mother died, but uh, please pay us $2.83 million. That was the value of the health care that had been paid for for this poor woman. Uh, and the state wanted it back. Well, unfortunately, it was a small two-bedroom house, one bath, didn't uh, bring much money, so the son received uh, the initial ten thousand that everyone is entitled to, and he received some reimbursements for his own expenses. Everything else went back to the state of Massachusetts.
0: But I think it's really incredible. I think most people would find it almost hard to believe that you could have a Medicaid lien, a Mass Health lien, on your house for that kind of money, and obviously well, you couldn't possibly pay it.
1: Right. And most liens are large because the mass health program requires that every dime that's paid on your behalf, if you are in a nursing home or receiving these kinds of skilled care at home, <clears throat> that you try to pay it back. And at the cost of 400 to $450 a day for a nursing home, you can see how liens build up Oh, and in the amount of 100000 for one year or 200000 for two years of care. So the motto, I guess, is die quick. It's a terrible thing. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's really good advice. <laughs> no.
1: <but laughs> good Lord. But I do like to talk about my sense of the Medicaid program and how it affects two different groups of people. Um, Let's say you have two groups of elderly folk, and they've each worked hard all their lives. They've saved because older people tend to do that. They don't spend money frivolously. And their big goal in life is to pass something on to better their children. And so one of these groups ends up in a place that no one ever wanted to be a nursing home Mm -hmm. and those folks get liens those are the folks who have to be supported by Medicaid and they end up often not passing anything to their children now the other group I call them the luckier group die in their beds at home there's no liens on their houses and they get to pass things forward to their children I just don't think that is a fair system
0: well, we can argue all day, I guess, about uh, whether it's fair, whether it's not fair. I guess that people ought to be grateful, ultimately, that there is a program such as Mass Health that can provide benefits for those who really need it and don't have the ability to pay.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, we all should contribute. We all need to uh, pay our way if we can.
0: And at the same time, um, there's there's always a push and pull, isn't there, because... Families and children are trying to protect as much as they can for the next generation, for example. And well,
1: because that's what the parents want. The yep. parents worked to help their children, and uh, it's too bad that that doesn't always work out.
0: Right. Um, I talk to people all the time when I'm doing uh, retirement planning and find out that um, one member of, a, of their family, an in-law, for example, has gone through $700,000 worth of assets. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, "Today is the oldest you've ever been, and the youngest you'll ever be again." So, think about that. Every day matters, doesn't it, Tenny?
1: She was a good lady. Yeah,
0: she was. Uh, one of my favorite quotations though, I have to give you was from Agatha Christie. I've always liked this: "An archaeologist is the best husband a woman can have. The older she gets, the more interested he is in her." <laughs> like that (laughs) I've always liked that quotation (laughs) well Medicaid is an important program Um, you can lose a lot of money if you don't plan ahead of time if you plan long enough ahead is this a safe statement to make like five years ahead of time not knowing whether or not you might end up in a nursing home but if you plan about five years ahead of time you can virtually protect almost everything can't you
1: you can, but it always comes with strings. And um, lately, Mass Health has been uh, giving all of us who do irrevocable trusts a tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to remember that five years is the look-back period. So whatever you give away today is going to come back to haunt you for the next five years if you need a nursing home.
0: So I imagine you see some people sometimes who come into the office and say, um, I'm concerned that you know I'm, I'm getting more um, feeble and not able to take care of myself. I might have to be in a nursing home in a couple of years. Can I just give my house away to my kids? What do you say to that person?
1: Generally, I tell them it's not a good idea for a number of reasons. Um, if you give your house to your children, it's obviously no longer yours. If the child becomes nasty over time what happens if he throws you out and sells the house out from under you have you seen that um i've had children refuse to do things that would uh, allow the the parents to uh, do what they want with their house Mm
0: -hmm. yes yeah i think you have to be very careful when you're thinking about giving your house away to your kids you have to really know your kids really well um i've seen situations before when a parent had actually given a house away to a child uh, with the idea that they wanted to try to protect it and then guess what the parent um, after they lost their spouse decided to get remarried and wanted the house back in their name again this is the true story and the child refused well yep. you know what it was a gift and you can't make the child give the house back again
1: right and there are other um, negatives about giving a house away to a child Um If the child, heaven forbid, should have an accident and run somebody over and be sued, your house is their asset, and it's up for grabs in a settlement arrangement.
0: So liability is a concern, or I suppose it's also a concern if you might have a mortgage on the house, and you may or may not need to ask the bank for permission.
1: Right. Or if the child, heaven forbid, went bankrupt, your house is an asset. Um, There's a tax reason why we don't like to do it also. It's a little complicated. Um, If you give something away during your lifetime, the person who receives it is going to get it at what's called your basis. Hmm. And basis is a capital gains term. Um, If that child goes to sell it and sells it for quite a bit more than what you paid for it, he's going to have to pay capital gains on all that um, increase in value. So uh, it's something we don't recommend because if the child received it at death, as a result of death, then the child would get it at a step up in basis to market value.
0: So there are some tax reasons you need to think about when you're giving away a house. Uh, There are issues dealing with the look-back period, which is five years right now, it's a fairly complicated little subject, isn't it?
1: Oh, houses are very complicated. I mean, there can be caregiver-child exemptions. There can be special needs exemptions. um, But it requires planning and it requires time.
0: Okay, so um, speaking of time, um, I do want to mention, when we come back after a short break in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about some of the reports that people can get from your office. But in the meantime, a very quick reminder that uh, Attorney Tenny Lance is doing a Lunch and Learn work- workshop. It's going to be on Thursday, September 12th in Westport at 100 Village Way, the Village Way Community Room. It's going to be from 12 to 1.30. Lunch will be provided. And this is being co-sponsored by the uh, Westport Veterans Office. Carol Freitas is the uh, Westport Veterans Service Officer, Marine Corps Veteran, I'm pleased to say. That's part of my family heritage. So if you'd like to attend this Lunch and Learn workshop on Veterans Benefits, Aid and Attendance, Financial Assistance, Medicaid, give them a call. I'll give you a call to Tenney's Office 508-998-8800 and make a reservation so they can plan properly for food. So um, we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes Teddy. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the Medicaid benefits. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the veterans' benefits and basically tell people why it's so very important to plan. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. There's nothing more important than veterans' benefits if you have been a veteran or the spouse of a veteran. Or there's nothing more important than understanding the rules for Medicaid qualification, mass health qualification. Because, boy, if you need these kinds of assistances, it's going to be very important for you and for your family. So what you want to do is you want to learn as much as you can and you want to talk to the experts. And one of the best experts in the area, in my estimation, is uh, Tenny Lance, attorney Tenny Lance. So welcome back, Tenny.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I know you're going to have to leave in a few minutes, but let's mention just a couple of things. Um, Tenny, by the way, is a certified veteran specialist, so she's able to give a lot of information and advice. She doesn't. Uh, she's not able to charge for that particular service. And quite often she will refer people to work with um, veteran service officers in all the various towns, it is a statutory requirement in Massachusetts, Tenny, right, that every city and town has to have a veterans agent.
1: Yes, um, it is a law in Mass that that is the case. Um, what people don't understand, I don't think, is that the veteran service officers in towns primarily administer a state program called Chapter 115, which is uh, a program of aid to veterans paid for entirely by the state of Massachusetts. Uh, it's a different program than what VA benefits are.
0: The program that you're describing, is that the Aid in Attendance?
1: No. No, that's the no. federal. Chapter 115 is entirely different. It's uh, for poor veterans and, and so forth. And I would let uh, Carol explain that better at the seminar that we're gonna be hosting. But um, chapter 115 is entirely different From federal VA aid and attendance or other pension programs.
0: Okay. I had one client on the Cape, uh, this goes back probably about three years ago, that had been a veteran during a period of war, had never applied for benefits, and then when he did, he got a fairly large check of retroactive benefits. It was like $30,000 he got back. Wow. Um, And he had other assets. There are a lot of interesting requirements. Uh, There's something called periods of war. So the Veterans Administration has declared during uh, certain dates for World War II, the Korean conflict, Vietnam era, the Gulf War. And if you served in the military during that time, you don't necessarily have to have been in harm's way in in a battle or something like that.
1: Or hurt at that time. Or
0: hurt. The mere fact that you served during a period of war so, for example, World War II is from uh, December 7, 1941, which is uh, Pearl Harbor Day, through December 31, 1946. Korea was June 1950 through January 1955. Vietnam was August 5, 1964 through May 7, 1975. And the Gulf War was August 2, 1990. And they haven't set an end date on that yet because we're still mm-hmm. in conflict over there so if if you happen to be a veteran or know somebody who's a veteran who served during those time periods there are unique kinds of benefits that you could be entitled to and it's worth looking at you know one of the things I found for example with my own brother he was uh, he went to Vietnam uh, he served um, he came back seemingly healthy he hadn't been injured per se but a lot of these things surface years and years later because you're exposed to Agent Orange or chemicals or whatever it happens to be. So you gotta find out whether you're eligible for benefits and then if some of these conditions do develop, then you could be receiving benefits important to you and your family.
1: But important to note that the VA changed the rules and they changed them drastically last October. Yep. So if you are uh, hoping to receive something called an Aid and Attendance Pension, then uh, you'll have to know these new rules. And there are look backs for this kind of program, just like there are for Medicaid, not quite as long. It's three years instead of five. But nevertheless, it's an it's a, uh, additional burden, I think, for veterans to have to deal with these new rules.
0: And that's a really important point and a good reason to go to this uh, Westport Lunch and Learn that you're going to be doing. So we've known, everybody has known for a long time that if you wanted to qualify for Medicaid benefits, there was a look-back period, which, by the way, used to be two years, and then it was three years, and now it's five years. So one of the things that the government can do to cut down the cost is to continue to extend the look-back period.
1: Yes, but um, I don't really see that happening right now. I mean, it's been five years since 2006, so for the past Uh, 13 or so years, it's been the same, and and I don't hear a lot of talk about Congress or the state legislature increasing that.
0: No, but the interesting thing for veterans benefits is this, and correct me if I'm not saying something uh, in the right way, it used to be that if you had assets and you wanted to apply for some of the veterans benefits, you could take assets that you had and transfer them out of your name, and then the following day go down and apply for benefits and be eligible. Right. So what they've now done is they've imposed a three-year look-back period. So now you're going to be thinking about doing planning similar to what you might have been doing in the past for Medicaid planning.
1: Right and the other thing that VA has done which I think is uh, the most burdensome is that there is a limit on the combination of assets and income. So your annual income counts as part of the amount that you cannot exceed in order to be eligible. Um, so the amount now is $127,061. So if you make 25000 a year in your Social Security benefits, that's going to be deducted from that before anything like bank accounts or annuities or IRAs or anything like that.
0: And then that would mean that, if you take 127000 and subtract the 25000 of income you're getting, you can only have like 102000 of assets then.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: So this That's is a brand... That's not the
1: case with Medicaid.
0: Right. This is a brand-new requirement that just went into effect a little less than a year ago, and I bet a lot of people don't know about this. So lots of things to teach, lots of things to learn. Um, well, I his, think
1: one of the most important things is that not everyone knows about aid and attendance to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, we investigated it recently for my brother down in North Carolina because his wife has been diagnosed with pretty severe dementia and needs assistance. Uh, and for a variety of reasons, the program didn't work out for him, but he still gets a lot of other VA medical benefits for his hearing, for his prescriptions, all those sorts of things. But Aid in Attendance has been a kind of a quiet, under-the-radar program for quite a long time.
0: Well, um, so all of this really highlights the importance of learning as much as you can. Um, I'm going to wait until after you leave, because you need to go fairly soon, Tenny. I want to conclude the program on this part of it by talking a little bit about some of the things that your office can provide. In the meantime, I want to give you a quotation from um, C.S. Lewis was a famous uh, writer. Um, someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. <laughs> I think they should publish on the walls of Congress. What do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to talk about. Federal, I will. I will continue to make right general
0: now. comments about yes. politicians in a very general way, without pressing sides.
1: And remember your definition of a politician. Is it
0: politician that's the definition? Politics. politics. Politics, yeah. Yep. Uh, definition of politics is poly from the Greek word meaning many. ticks a small blood-sucking insect. I always liked that definition. I heard that from, <laughs> uh, I think it was the mayor of Phoenix. Uh, I heard speak at a conference a number of years ago. But Ernest Hemingway also once said, uh, no, that is the great fallacy, the wisdom of old men. They do not grow wise. They grow careful.
1: Oh, gee, I hope that happens for some of our politicians.
0: Oh, I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to talk about me for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, um, one thing I've noticed lately is I had somebody I spoke to in the office just two days ago who had fallen on a beautiful little brick sidewalk going into a local restaurant. And a brick sidewalk is a dangerous thing because they can settle. The bricks can settle and elevate. And this poor lady fell right smack on her face and broke half of her front tooth off and cracked two other teeth. And she's looking at, gosh, I don't know, probably six to $10,000 of non-insured medical expenses. And the restaurant... Uh, Notified their insurance company and the insurance company denied the claim. So I've just referred her to a litigation attorney who can handle that for her because that shouldn't happen to anybody. Um, I want to give you uh, one other quotation, Teddy, before you might need to depart. And uh, Gertrude Stein once said, We're always the same age inside. Don't you feel that way?
1: Actually, yes.
0: I mean, I I certainly feel that way. I think that, you know, I'm still 19 and I could go through the obstacle course at Paris Island, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I say, well, maybe not.
1: But we both are very fortunate at our age to be as healthy as we are.
0: Yep, we are indeed. I want to ask you to give one more reminder about this.
1: Yes, I wanted to um, talk about this upcoming Lunch and Learn before I do have to leave for a meeting Um, It's going to be on September 12th, which is a Thursday, and it's at noontime. It's in Westport. If you know where Lee's Market is in the downtown of Westport near Town Hall and so forth, uh, it's right across the street in the Village Way Apartments. So you would go through the condominium complex that's closer to the main road and all the way to the back to the apartment complex And it will be in their community room there. We will have lunch provided for you. And Carol Freitas, the Westport VA officer, is going to be there talking about the uh, Chapter 115 program. And together, we'll talk about aid and attendance. And then I'll give a little bit of information about Medicaid. And we'll all hopefully learn from each other. I hope you can make it. Please call our office at 508. Nine nine eight 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 zero zero to make your reservation.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we look forward to that. And so, Tenny, as you have to leave, I want to leave you with one quotation. This is um, for you. Um, you know the cartoon Peanuts. Yes. Charlie Brown. Uh, it was written by Charles Schultz. So Charles Schultz once said, "Just remember, when you're over the hill, you begin to pick up speed." <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> You have to think True. about that one a little bit.
1: <laughs> Speed on what?
0: In other words, I guess you go downhill a lot faster than you go uphill, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you for being here uh, this morning, Tenny. And um, sorry you can't stay for the whole show, but I'm going to talk about you after you're gone.
1: I don't doubt it. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you on the radio again.
0: Okay. I do want to mention that in addition to this Lunch and Learn workshop that Tenny is going to be doing, along with Carol Freitas, the Westport Veterans Service uh, Officer. Um, I call her the veteran's agent. Uh, Tenny has a lot of publications that you can get if you simply call the office and tell them you'd like some information. She has a little brochure that she's put together called Your Guide to Veterans Benefits, for example. And that talks about benefits. It gives you these periods of war ages that I described a little bit before and some information about the new VA rules that only went into effect a year ago. Um, Lots and lots of good information. They have something called protecting your assets from Medicaid, spend down using a special trust. One of the things that Tenny did not talk about today, just because of the time factor is that there is something that her office does called an irrevocable income only trust. And with that document, if you do that far enough ahead of time in five years, um, you can protect a lot of assets. So if you do come to see her, ask her about the irrevocable income-only trust. And we're going to have somebody else come on the show in just a minute who's here a little bit early, but we're going to include her as well. Uh, Tenny also has something called Set the Stage for Medicaid Eligibility. And although it's a short report on the back of this, it has, let's see, nine additional reports that you can get from her office. Some of these are available online at the website. You should visit their website at www.lancelawinc.com. Seven things you need to know about choosing a nursing home, a nursing home resident's rights, living with ALS, living with Alzheimer's, and a whole series of things. These are actually available online, so if you have interest, you should uh, definitely do that. And um, as we near the end of this show, we've got about another 10 minutes to go. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more with somebody else who's just popped into the studio. So uh, I'd like you to welcome Cheryl Marciano. Good morning. And Cheryl's been on the show before. She's our chicken lady, if you remember our chicken <laughs> jokes. So I'm gonna have you sit a little closer to the microphone. On the other hand, maybe you won't need it. <laughs> so um, I've told Cheryl in the past that um, not only is she a chicken lady, but she she laughs like a chicken.
2: I do. <laughs> sometimes.
0: I asked if she knew what a chicken cackle was. <laughs> But anyway, now, Cheryl, we've been talking uh, with Tenny, and she had to leave a little early to go someplace else. But uh, we've been talking about Medicaid, and we've been talking about veterans' benefits and about the fact that there's a program coming up in Westport in a couple of weeks on September 12th, which is a Thursday. Um, you have a veteran in your family, don't you?
2: Yes, I do.
0: And you're very proud of your veteran and your family.
2: I am very proud of my daughter. She served our country for six years as a combat medic.
0: Okay, so where did she serve? I never asked you that question before.
2: Uh, the 181st Engineering, um, based out of Cape Cod. Okay. Um, and she uh, served in Afghanistan 2010-2011, um, uh, I believe was the dates.
0: Okay, so she is truly a, uh, a veteran of a war. Correct, and she has a lot of veterans benefits that she's entitled to as well
2: uh, yes my daughter actually just bought a home uh, with a VA loan with VA so, financing good uh, yes
0: that's interesting you mentioned that because uh, we didn't talk about that earlier with Tenny attorney Tenny Lance when she was here but I've actually got one of the people who works with me in my office researching that topic in depth on how to finance a home if you're a veteran, and you want to apply through the VA, the Veterans Benefits. So there's so many things that you need to know if you're a veteran, ladies and gentlemen. You need to know what your benefits are, and it's important because even if it doesn't necessarily help you, it might help somebody in your family. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like your, your daughter has a child also.
2: Yes, she does. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So we've talked a lot about uh, Medicaid. We're not gonna talk about that anymore today. Uh, except I do want to mention that Teddy talked a little bit about the look-back period and most people know that there's a five-year look-back period in Massachusetts for Medicaid purposes But what they don't know also is that for certain kind of benefits there are income limits and Even if you don't have a house in your name, there are also asset limits I'm not going to know the exact amount. Tenney would know that at the conference, but it's roughly a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars that a couple can keep. Mm-hmm. If you're single, it's much different. It's
2: $2,000. Oh, boy.
0: So there's a huge difference between what a single person can keep. And what that means, very simply, is if you're a single person and you have more than $2,000 in assets and you go to a nursing home, you have to spend down everything until you only have $2,000 left.
2: Well, there's incentive to stay married, Ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not necessarily.
2: Oops, it's always a catch.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I said to somebody the other day, um, we're talking about somebody who was in the paper who was married to a wealthy person, and I said, there's a price to pay for everything, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Including being married or being not well, married.
2: My mom says nothing in life is free. <laughs> no, nope.
0: it certainly isn't. Well, um, I was just explaining that Tenney has this little guide to veterans' benefits, and before you arrived, Cheryl, we were saying that there didn't used to be look-back periods for veterans' benefits mm-hmm. if you transferred assets out of your name. So it used to be until just October of last year, not even a year ago, it used to be that if you wanted to apply for certain veterans' benefits but you had assets, uh, a lot of people would simply take assets out of their name and then they didn't have any assets and then they applied for veterans benefits and qualified immediately. Now there's a three-year look-back period oh. so you can't just automatically go and transfer assets out of your name. Um, mm. There's also some income tests so lots of new rules and lots of good reasons to understand what these rules are.
2: Absolutely I think we should name that date for the veterans benefits again so that people will be reminded to go.
0: And we'll do one more uh, reminder that it's Thursday, September 12th. It's going to be at the Village Way Community Room in Westport. It's 100 Village Way. And that driveway, that way, Village Way, is virtually directly across from Lee's Supermarket off Main mm-hmm. Road. So it's really easy to find. Thursday, September 12th, it's noontime to 1.30. Um, Tenny, Attorney Tenny Lance is going to be talking. Um, along with um, uh, the Veterans Service Officer from the town of Westport, Carol Freitas. And they're going to talk about veterans' benefits, financial assistance, aid and attendance, Medicaid, and they're serving lunch. They do want you to call 508-998-8800 because they need to make sure there's going to be enough food there for you if you attend.
2: And, Ray, this is free.
0: It is free. I thought you just said nothing in life is free. I.
2: Uh, I know.
0: But this is free. I'm
2: going to have to call my mother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't learn everything from your mother, do you? None of us do. (laughs) Well, um, I have to give you a couple of quotations. Um, Satchel Paige. Do you know who Satchel Paige was? I do not. Okay. Famous baseball player. Um, Back probably in the 30s, I would imagine. Somewhere around that vicinity. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Think about it. Hmm. I, I think you. I
2: know how old I'd like to be. <laughs> you'd, like,
0: you'd like to be 18.
2: I took. Well, no, actually, 30. 30. 30 was a very good year.
0: Okay. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Kind of like halfway in the middle of, you know, still having fun and not hurting in the morning, you know?
0: <laughs> All right. If you say so, we won't go any deeper than that. But, um,. This one is for you, Cheryl. Uh-huh. Uh, this is somebody named Michael Pritchard. You don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I'm going to give you that. You can Thank put you. you can put that on your desk. You
2: know, I laugh when I'm all by myself just because I just think I I'm funny. I've so. heard it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Cheryl is the specialist in our offices who handles property and casualty insurance and she's quite good at it. We're gonna do a whole show very shortly on that subject. But to conclude today, as we're talking about um, Medicaid benefits, the rules are complicated. The MassHealth makes it more difficult all the time because it's an expensive program. It's more than one-third of our state budget. And they're constantly looking for ways to make sure people aren't trying to cheat the system and they're truly eligible and that there's enough money to be left for the people who are really uh, in need of the money. So it becomes more and more difficult, more and more complicated, and it's increasingly important to get proper advice from somebody who knows what they're talking about. So I like to think that Tenny is uh, truly an expert in that area. And um, she also is a certified veteran specialist, as I mentioned. She can give advice. She's not allowed to charge for it Um, I want to leave you today Cheryl with one quotation from Abraham Lincoln
2: oh I like him
0: I do too he had some really interesting things to say didn't he though in the end it's not the years in your life that count it's the life in your years
2: absolutely
0: that's a pretty profound statement for a president who went through the middle of the Civil War and everything else, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. I love when you quote famous people. I'm going to start quoting you. Well, I'm going to start writing down the things you say to me in the
0: office. I do say a few things once in a while, but I'm not—I'm not a uh, noteworthy person necessarily oh. to, to write all these things down. <laughs> well, we do thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Money Wise is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. Our mission is really simple. We want to explain things to you, teach you things, and mostly we want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We're here to help you, and thank you.